what we're being compared to is is how God originally created us to be. The law, the law is not a good enough thing. I mean, the law is not on a curve. And so when we think about God's commandments, we're not thinking about, you know, just rounding up or rounding down. Yeah. Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. This is the Every Moment His podcast. Um, in our third year of production here. Yeah, well, you know, we're over a hundred episodes. That's crazy. We never really celebrated that, but... We didn't. Maybe we'll do a, a dad joke super track. Maybe we'll get some cupcakes. Super cut. <laughs> but, maybe uh, a sheet cake. <laughs> here you go. Yeah, so uh, we are in a series right now called Reconciled. We're talking about reconciliation with God and with others. And in today's episode, we want to talk about the practice of self-examination and confession. We live in a society that is very, very busy. We don't slow down for much. And so this may affect our discipleship in that we, we sin against God. As we say in the catechism, we sin daily and much. And... Um, but we don't always take time to reflect on that and to admit to God our sins. And so perhaps when we get to church and we take that 10, 15, 20 seconds of time to uh, confess our sins, we may be kind of there for the first time. Like we, yeah. we may have not had that moment, that thought of being sorry. And today we'd like to just invite you into that practice of confession as, as not just an episode in your week, but as, as a way of life. Yeah, it's um, maybe a little bit foreign. It's like, yeah, do you take some serious time uh, to reflect on how, how did that go down? Mm-hmm. You know, how, did that, how did that day go? How did that conversation go? Mm-hmm. Why are my thoughts so evil, <laughs> to yeah. be honest? Right. And what, you know, what does that look like um, in our lives? Mm. Or what's motivating me? What mm. am I worshiping? What yeah. am I fearing, loving, or what's trusting? What's driving my heart? More than God, yeah. Yeah, yeah and t- t- truth be told, I don't think that the time we take for confession during church is enough time. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll notice this Lent that we're taking a little more time. Right. Um, and with that, we're asking some pointed questions and these questions are in our Lent booklet, our Reconciled booklet, and these questions come from the Pastoral Care Companion. It's a booklet given to pastors to help lead people in, in difficult situations and, and sufferings. And one of those being pains of conscience, yeah, you know, right. confession of sin. And while these questions are uncomfortable, there's, there's questions, multiple questions for each commandment. I think that the specific nature of these questions are helpful because sin is, is specific. It's not general. Yeah. It's specific thoughts, words, or actions, specific things we've done or we've left undone that have affected specific people. Right. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, as I've been in the church nearly my whole life and I've begun to notice the pattern of confession and worship where we, we stop for 10 seconds feels like an eternity of silence, you know, but it's 10, maybe 15. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're cued into that, if you're ready for it, 
maybe you do take those couple of minutes in your or seconds even and, and think, I know exactly what I need to be, bring before God. You know, mm-hmm. it was this mistake. It was this moment. It was These this words attitude, right? It was this. This fight. Yeah. This, and yeah. so you're going to, you're going to, in my mind, I kind of like almost like lifting that up to God. I'm like, here it is. Yep. I know, I know you see it. <laughs> I know you were there. You know, here it is. You know, I need forgiveness and I, I beg you for forgiveness. And so I think that is a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, um, Pastor John, I, I'm kind of blind to my sin. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because you think, well, I had a pretty good week. Yeah, yeah. And we don't recognize just how, how much God is asking of us. Mm. Because we're, we're, what we're being compared to is, is how God originally created us to be. The law, the law is not a good enough thing. I mean, the law is not on a curve. And so when we think about God's commandments, we're not thinking about, you know, just rounding up or rounding down. Yeah. It's the, the law of God is, is a picture of what God has called us to be originally created to, to love him with the whole heart and love him, love our neighbors ourselves. And anything less than that is, is an affront to God's yeah. majesty and holiness and an affront to our own humanity, right? Perp- our own, our own humanity, yeah. our own purpose for being created. And so, and you know, I always use the smoothie image. This works with confirmation kids because it's very, um, you know, kind of graphic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, if, you, if you had a smoothie with just a little speck of poop in it, <laughs> you would abandon that entire smoothie. You wouldn't drink it. And you know what I mean? It's very, I mean, you know, the kids, they, they're like, Ooh. I mean, it, that, that doesn't work for chicken nuggets for some reason. <laughs> you know, who knows what's in those chicken nuggets, but kids are all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> who knows what's in there? But, um, but the idea here is that, is that, you know, James says in his letter, he says in the epistle of James, that if you break the law mm. at one point, you break the whole law. Game over. Game over, exactly, except for the, the mercy yeah. of God. And so we, we, um, we can be blind to our sin. And I think very specific pointed questions like we have in our booklet are there for the purpose of us not deceiving ourselves, but that we would yeah. take some time. And so Let me, if, can I give a few examples? Yeah, give a couple of examples. So um, this is the ninth commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. Yeah. Right. So here's some of the questions. Am I discontent with what belongs to me? You didn't even know that was a sin. Yeah. You didn't even know that (laughs) wasn't even on your radar, but being discontent and driven for other material things or things that God has not granted to me at this Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. is a sin. And could be driving a lot of your actions. Totally. And you just didn't know it. Yeah. Another one. Do I resent or envy those who have what I do not? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember we went skiing and I was, uh, we were driving in these beautiful mountains near Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And I saw these beautiful mansions up in the mountains, like probably a second home for most people, you know, gotta be multi-million dollar homes. And I felt, I felt that like envy. I felt mad. I, I, in my heart, I was like, I don't feel like anyone deserves these homes. Yeah. You know? And I realized like that's, it felt, you know, I felt that weight on my heart. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is really making me discontent. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, it made me think about this commandment. 
and how easily I spilled into that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, there was something to repent of. Yeah. Yeah. So these are uncomfortable questions, but um, I think the more you trust that somebody loves you and that their love for you is not dependent upon how good of a person you are, which is really like, ideally, that's parental love, right? Right. Your parents, you know, they take you from diapers all the way up through like puberty and adolescence and all the ups and downs with that. And, and God's love is even greater than that. And so that he, he, he knows everything even before it happens. And so he knows us down to the depths of our sinfulness. And yet gave his son for us who willingly died for us knowing what's in us, right? Yeah, right. And so yeah. maybe the benefit of consistent self-examination mm -hmm. according to God's law. Yeah. It's going to shape our conscience toward a way of thinking and living and being. We're going to know where those guide, guidelines are. Yeah. It's also going to help us have a greater appreciation for the cross. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to say, why am I such an envious person? Mm -hmm. <laughs> why am I so discontent with the tremendous riches God has already poured yeah. out on me? Why do I got to be like that? You know, and it's like, well, yeah. because you're a sinner and because your heart tends towards sin, you know, so see that and see that Jesus gave up all things to be with you. And um, we can confess yeah. these things because confessing them, we're still loved. Right, right. It doesn't endanger our no. relationship with God. No, like you may confess things to people, like when we, like when you admit to somebody the, the truth, we're afraid, you know, if like you've done something wrong. I remember being a kid and like you lied and then you lied again and you lied again to cover it up. Like sure. I remember, <laughs> let's tell a funny story here. When I was a kid, I was a terrible baseball player, but I love baseball. And so I, uh, I played little league and I was terrible at it. Um, and then I also played neighborhood mm -hmm. baseball nice. with my friends in the, in the sandlot basically. And I told all these stories to my fourth or fifth grade friends about how many home runs I had hit, <laughs> hit like in my little league game. Yeah. And I just kind of talked myself up and then, but then whenever we would get together and play baseball, like I'd strike out like with them <laughs> and I just make up these stories, these excuses for like why I was sure. good on that particular, I wasn't good on that. Sunscreen particular in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and this bat's kind of hard to yeah. use. Um, and it just became this web of lies. And I was afraid to admit that I was a terrible baseball player because I thought my friends would reject me yeah, or right, think right. less of me. And then I was afraid to tell them I lied because then they would think that I was a really, you know, just, deceptive person. And, yeah. Um, now, man, we do that with God and with each other. <laughs> and and I think, so I think all the time, but I, if, I, here's what I think. Yeah. Uh, Pastor John, I think we get a little casual with our relationship with God in this regard. Mm -hmm. um, and we're more upset if humans knew our sin. Mm -hmm. Um, does that make sense? Like I see where you're going here, and, and I've yeah. heard this before. It's a good distinction to think about is that we are afraid of confessing our sins to humans who are imperfect yeah. sinners like us, and yet we'll very casually say to God, I did this and this and this. Yeah, and I think there's, there is something about 
or, you know, with God, we'll, we'll stay at the surface level. Mm. We'll say, yeah, I'm generally a sinner. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take that general forgiveness from you. Mm-hmm. But I think we're a little bit hesitant to get, to get really personal. Yeah. To say, this is exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe it feels that threat. If we, if we really thought of God, what, who he truly is, we would be terrified. Of his to, holiness. Yeah, yeah, of his holiness and to speak the truth in front of him. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to conceive of God as how he really is, it might make us nervous. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is, you know, that, that chesed love of Jesus Christ crucified for sinners mm-hmm. allows us to maintain the right understanding of a holy God and yet freely come before him with our sins to the throne of mercy. Yeah, exactly. And because um, God has loved us all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. It says in Romans five that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us while we were still weak, while we were still his enemies. And so, you know, I invite people often to think of, think of your worst moment as a Christian or your worst moment as a human being Mm. And this is when Christ died for you. And so because of that, we can be honest and we can actually stop pretending. And this is actually where I think people start to really grow in their faith. You know, nominal cultural Christianity is kind of over when we get really honest about our struggles and our sins. Because it's kind of like we're going to a recovery group, you know. I mean, church is the old school recovery group. Yeah, yeah. Original. Yeah. Because, I mean, we come and we're like, I'm a sinner. It's my problem too. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this, yeah. you know, um, but there's a cure. Yeah. So that, that deep practice of, um, examination of yourself according to God's will, God's law, not, not a contrived version of God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're not, you're not like, this is why God's, this is why we examine ourselves according to God's commandments. Yeah. We're not like, we're not examining ourselves according to our conscience, the things yeah. that we think are right or wrong, because that's I'm skewed. <laughs> or we're not, we're, we're not um, examining ourselves according to legalism. So mm. the conscience that others would impose on us. So like, oh my gosh, I ate red meat on Friday. Right, or, you know right. what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Or, or I, you know, there's some- I had some, two beers. I, yeah. yeah. We, we just, sometimes we can have this, um, it's what the Pharisees did. The yeah. Pharisees tied up heavy burdens and yeah. placed them on people's backs and griped at people for doing things on the Sabbath that were permissible. And in the same way, I think we need to be careful to listen to God's word so that we're not feeling guilty and confessing things that aren't truly sin. Because some of us have personalities that are morbidly introspective and we're just going to circle around like, yeah, you know, something that's not really, yeah, shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah. So we want to stay away from that pitfall by using God's word to examine ourselves. God yeah. has said some things that we should be aware of. And then as we're doing that, the more specific we can get, uh, the more we'll appreciate the specific grace of God. On, yeah. on real sinners like, like Tim and John. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the point of being, having a practice of deep self-reflection and, and on God's law 
in your life so that you might confess more specifically your failings and might hear more specifically God's love and forgiveness. Yeah. So that's the invitation. We have, we have um, some questions in our reconciled book and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be walking through it throughout this Lent series, but you're free to open up these pages and look through it and work to develop a practice of mm-hmm. self-examination. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and ideally, I think the goal here is that we would not just kind of go through life casually and then show up on Sunday and not really think about confession until the pastor says, let's take a few moments Mm. that we would live a lifestyle of confession and repentance that we would in the moment we sin or that we're made aware of our sin, that we would be humble and contrite and confess our sins and ask God for forgiveness. And then when we get to church, we're hearing that forgiveness again. Yeah. Um, now, I would encourage um, listeners to use this booklet that we're giving them. I mean, you, you may want to just sit down, take like, a, like an evening, an afternoon or something and, and go through all 10 of the commandments. Um, that might be a little too much. You might want to just take one commandment, maybe a week. Yeah. Or, or maybe per night, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I might use it with my kids for devotions. Just mm-hmm. um, help them with that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the invitation. Uh, we, we hope you can pick up one of these booklets. We have them at church. Yep. And uh, follow along. And we pray that through this, there's healing. Amen. Amen.